Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. All right, guys, it is June 24th, 2021, Thursday. We are continuing our reading through the New Testament today with this little tiny book of Philemon, one chapter. We're going to start it and finish it today. So thank you for being a part of this. Um, So thankful today for this community, whether podcasts on the podcast or Facebook or Instagram, you know, really are a family. And we learn together. We connect worship the Lord together. And um, today our hearts are with the Ringer family. That's our brother, Paul, regular member of this morning daily podcast, church family, so many other parts of our lives, uh, has gone to be with the Lord and uh, he will be missed and uh, our prayers with the Ringer family. And so, um, so this one is dedicated to Paul. This one this morning is dedicated to Paul and the Ringer family. I know he will be, he he is rejoicing to be reunited with his brother, um, who he lost a year or two ago. They were very, very close. Uh, But now they're rejoicing together in the presence of Jesus. That's, That's pretty awesome. All right, you guys, you know what we do? We, uh, we read, we pray. We change the world. And so today we read the book of Philemon. Real quick summary of Philemon. Philemon is the, someone's name. Um, and a a, a well, wealthy person in Colossae um, that Paul had won to Christ. In fact, the church began in Colossae began to meet in uh, um, Philemon's house. And um, as was the custom that in that day, there was uh, households often had slaves that worked in the home. And one of those slaves that Philemon owned was someone named Onesimus. Something happened. We don't know exactly what happened between Philemon and Onesimus, but apparently there had been a, some kind of dispute. And Onesimus fleed. He fled. Fleed, fled. <laughs> he ran away. Uh and and he, he ran and met up with Paul. And while uh, meeting Paul in uh, Rome, likely, um, or some other town close to Colossae, uh, he was led to Christ. He became a follower of Jesus too. And he worked alongside Paul, this this uh, this man Onesimus, uh, for some time. And uh, and so then Paul writes this letter to Philemon um, as this runaway slave returns back to Colossae. And Paul um, asks him to receive him as a brother. It's powerful. It's a a very personal letter, uh, and it's explosive in what it says. Um, you know, sometimes we've said before, we, we get step into these, this culture and we're like, why, you know, there was slavery, there certainly was slavery in the first century. Um, and 
couple of things to note. It was not based on race necessary or skin color. Um, it was more economic. <laughs> and, um, and so, um, Christians, again, we tell them, why didn't they just come in and abolish slavery then? Well, Christians didn't have the power to do that, first of all. <laughs> I mean, Christians, early Christians were were politically weak. They didn't have any political power. They were they were a small group of people that had no societal influence outside of relationship. I mean, they didn't have any political power per se. So why didn't why didn't Christians just go in and just abolish it? Well, they couldn't. They weren't they like they were the they were by far the minority population. And uh, and they were still figuring out what it meant to truly follow Jesus and 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 live according to justice, uh, according with scripture and what Jesus taught. So they were still figuring it out. So one, they didn't have the power. Two, they, they were still figuring out what, what the implications um, of the gospel meant. But one of the things we've said before is, the gospel plants the seeds deep, plants deeply the seeds of egalitarianism and equality, and that all men are created equal, and that's planted and embedded in every culture where the pre where the gospel is preached, and that seed grows. So anyway, let's take a look at what what happens here. Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother. Notice that Paul doesn't even, um, he doesn't call himself an apostle. This is a personal letter, very personal letter. So Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, not a prisoner of Rome. Again, reminder, a prisoner of Christ Jesus. And Timothy, our brother, Timothy, co-worker of Paul. To Philemon, our dear friend, right? Be appealing on the basis of friendship. And our fellow worker. He's working along with the gospel. Also to Aphaia, our sister, and Archippus, our, our fellow soldier, and to the church that meets in your home. Church that meets in Philemon's home. Did you know, as far as we know, there were no church buildings until the third century? That every, uh, essentially every church was a house church until, as far as we can tell, the third century. Um, and obviously with uh, Constantine and the uh, the uh, um, the nationalization of Christianity, I guess you could say all that, um, there were there was a proliferation of churches after that, but up until the third century, not so much. There were house churches. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning, Raquel. I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers because I hear about your love for all his holy people and your faith in the Lord Jesus. Paul's laying the groundwork, laying the groundwork for relationship and love in the family of God because he wants this runaway slave to be treated um, well. He wants him to be treated, and we will see, as a brother. So from the very beginning, he says, Thank you, Philemon, for your love for all of God's people. <laughs> everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, everyone who has been bought by the blood of Christ, thank you for your kindness to everyone who is a follower of Jesus. He's about to tell you there's another one that's a follower of Jesus. 
We want you to con continue to be consistent in your love and concern for believers. All right. So as I remember you in my prayers, because I hear about your love for all us people and your faith in the Lord Jesus, I pray that your partnership, koinonia, koinonia is this idea of Christian fellowship. I pray that your partnership with us in the faith may be effective in deepening your understanding of everything we share for the sake of Christ. Your love has given me great joy and encouragement because of you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of Lord's, the Lord's people. He's appealing, he's appealing to Philemon, Philemon's heart and passion and grace and love for Jesus and love for God's people. And his, his, uh, the way he helps others and refreshes others. And now he's going to, you know, now, now to the point of the letter, the point of his request. Verse 8. Good morning, everybody. Welcome, everybody. We're reading the little book of Philemon, just 25 short verses. And we're at verse 8. Therefore, although in Christ I could be bold, I'm an apostle, so basically saying I'm an apostle, I have the spiritual authority, and could order you to do what I want you to do, what you ought to do, yet I prefer to appeal to you on the basis of love. That's not a weaker call. Uh, that's not a, a, a weaker calling. That's not a weaker standard. That's a stronger standard. The standard of love pulls us higher. That's why over and over in the New Testament, when Jesus says, for example, in the in the Sermon on the Mount, you've heard it said, but I say, and whenever he the, the what he adds is consistent with the law of love, which doesn't make it uh, doesn't reduce it. It raises it to a higher standard in each case. So he says, yeah, I prefer to appeal to you on the basis of love. It is as none other than Paul an old man, and now also a prisoner of Christ Jesus. Just an old man, loving the Lord, <laughs> doing, doing things for Jesus. <laughs> that I appeal to you for my son. Whoa! Paul, watch. He's the seeds of egalitarianism, the seeds of equality that are embedded in the gospel. And here we have Paul, a Roman citizen. He's saying, I appeal to you for my son. My fa He's family to me. My son, Onesimus. Onesimus. Onesimus in, is a name, but in Greek it means useful. And Paul's going to use a little wordplay on that, his name here in a moment. Um, Onesimus means useful. But here's my son, Onesimus. Um, here's my son, useful. <laughs> and he's more than just, more than what he can do. It's He's my son. It's relationship, it's bond, it's blood. That's a good reminder for parents, right? Family, and make sure your kids know that you love them just because they're, they're blood, not because of what they do. That's true of everybody, right? Spouses, friend, make sure people know that you love them, not just because of what they do for you, just because they are. That's what Paul's saying, my son Onesimus, who became my son while I was in chains. He came to me while I was in chains. He came my son. How? He came to Christ. He came to Jesus. We became brothers. I was a spiritual father to him. Verse 11. Formerly, he was useless to you, but now he has become useful both to you and to me. He's saying Onesimus has great value. 
Verse 12, I am sending him. So he's sending the runaway slave back to Philemon, who is my very heart. I love this guy. <laughs> he's saying, no, this pains me to send him back to you. Because I love Onesimus. So he, he, is, he, he is a genuine follower of Jesus. He has become a son to me. He is my heart. What a beautiful, uh, vulnerable thing to say about someone. This guy is my heart. Man, he is my heart. I would have liked to, verse 13, I would have liked to keep him with me so that he could take your place in helping me while I am in change for the gospel. Paul, Paul give a little subtle, that's a little, little subtle zinger here. Look, you, you're not really helping me out here in, in, while I'm in my chains. You know, I know you're praying for me. Appreciate it. But, um, but, but Onesimus, he's been here right here by my side. He's been helping me. You weren't, but he is. And uh, just remember that. <laughs> Verse 14. But I did not want to do anything without your consent. I want to do what's right. I want to do what's legal. I want to do what's right. So I did not want to do anything without your consent so that any favor you do not do. So any favor you do would not seem forced, but would be voluntary. So I don't want to coerce you. I don't want to manipulate you. I believe that on the basis of the of love, the basis of what Jesus has taught us, you're going to do the right thing. That's powerful in the Christian community, man. That's why we admonish each other. That's why we encourage each other. That's why we challenge each other. We say, you know what? I'm going to trust Jesus to lead you to the right decision on this. Sometimes people disappoint us, but a lot of times God does his work. And people's hearts will be softened and they'll do what the Lord, what they're supposed to do. And that's what Paul's saying here. You know, I could, I could, I could pull the apostle card and say, look, I'm the apostle. You do what I say to do because I'm the apostle. I know spiritually what's the right thing to do here. But he says, I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to coerce you. I don't want to manipulate you. I value you. I believe you love Jesus and you'll do the right thing. And I want it to be voluntary. I want it to be your decision. Perhaps the reason he was separated from you for a little while was that you might have him back forever. Wow. Paul's, Paul's injecting here the sovereignty of God in Onesimus' escape. He's saying when Onesimus ran, maybe God was up to something. Maybe God was in that. Maybe you just thought it was a dispute, or maybe you just thought he was stealing from you, or maybe you just thought he was running away from you, or maybe you thought he was in the wrong, or whatever the case may be. But Paul's saying, what if what if God was up to something in that? What if the, the, all that happened for a reason, so that Onesimus might come back to you, but when he comes back to you, he's not coming back to you as a slave. He's coming back to you as a brother forever. That was explosive. Guys, we can't imagine what that sounded like in the first century for a slave to be equated with the master in that culture. Paul says, you, you know, Onesimus is coming back to you as your equal. Wow. For us, of course, we, got, we get that. In this culture, that's the power and the seed of the gospel. He was separated for a little while that you might be that he might come back to you forever, no longer as a slave, but better than a slave, as a dear brother. He is very dear to me. Paul saying again, how dear this guy is to him. He is very dear to me, but even dearer to you, both as a fellow man. He's your equal. He's a fellow man. And he's a re, he's in a brother. He's a brother with you. 
He's a brother in the Lord. He's not a slave. In the Lord, he's your brother. Wow. Powerful. Verse 17. So if you consider me a partner, welcome him. Why? Because I'm your brother too. If you consider me your brother, you consider me a partner, then you need to welcome him too. Because we are all the same. The, the, the ground is level at the foot of the cross. Praise God. Doesn't matter. Black, white, Hispanic, Asian, doesn't matter. In Christ, we are all brothers and sisters. So if you consider me a partner, welcome him as you would welcome me. And if he has done you any wrong or owes you anything, charge it to me. Wow. <laughs> if, he's, if, you, if you think he's done you wrong in any way, put it on my account. I, Paul, am writing this with my, this is personal for Paul. This guy is, it's just a personal situation. I love Onesimus. He is my very heart. We need to understand that this man is a brother. He says, so Paul, old like he is, you know, he, he, he you know, he's trying to keep his hands steady. He's trying to write and without shaking. And he says, I want to write this with my own hand. I'm not using someone to transcribe it or dictate for me. I'm writing this with my own hand. I will pay it back. Not to mention that I that that you owe me your very self. So what Paul's saying is like, I want you to know, first of all, that last line where I said, that last line where I where I said, put it on my account, that wasn't the uh the 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 the, the, the scribe doing that. He didn't say that, he didn't put that in there. I said that. And I wrote it with my own hand. I wrote it with my own hand. That whatever he's done, put it on my account. I wrote that. That's me. And remember, Paul says, you owe me your very self. I mean, I'm not, trying, I'm not trying to pull that on you, but let me remind you. Verse 20. I do wish, brother, that I may have some benefit from you and the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. Confident. I'm confident of your obedience. I write to you knowing that you will do even more than I ask. Whoa. Paul's like, so Paul's saying, I want you to receive Onesimus, not as a slave, but as a brother. As family, I want you to do even more. He's like, you know what? And I believe that the Lord is going to work in this situation. And I believe you're going to do even more than, than, we, than I even have asked for. Verse 22. And one more thing. <laughs> I love it. And one more, and one more, and one more thing. Prepare a guest room for me. Prepare a little bed and breakfast. <laughs> I want I want some I want some some flapjacks. I want some scrambled eggs. And I want some some bacon. And if you can throw in some biscuits and gravy with that, that'd be great. So um, I'm I'm looking forward to that bed and breakfast at Philemon's bed and breakfast. <laughs> you know, some Christian, you know, some Christian somewhere opened up a bed and breakfast, and they called it Philemon's bed and breakfast. I was like, one more thing. Hey, one more thing. Prepare me a guest room because I hope to be restored to you in answer to your prayers. I want to see you, man. Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, sends you greetings. And so do Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, and Luke, my fellow workers. 
And that's a hall of fame right there. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Wow. Interesting, interesting tidbit of history. In the first century, um, around 110 AD, there is record of a bishop, a Christian bishop in that area, uh, whose name was Onesimus. Pretty cool. Is it the same Onesimus? We don't know, but it does. It, there's a lot of uh, a lot of people believe it is that this this former slave became a bishop in the early church. That's awesome. So, again, the powerful seeds of uh, of equality and um, the fact that the image of God is on each and every human being is embedded deep within the gospel and the gospel family. So awesome stuff. Well, thanks for jumping on today, guys. You know what we do? It's time to pray. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for this uh, beautiful, personal uh, book of Philemon. And uh, Lord, uh, thank you for teaching us and reminding us uh, of um, our family relationship with the people of God, that we are family. We are all equal at the foot of the cross, that we are all sons and daughters of yours. God, help us to treat each other that way. Help us to remind the world of that, that we are one in the family of God. Lord, thank you for my friends today. Whatever they're facing, may you bless them and encourage them and strengthen them. Give them peace and grace and refreshing for the day. Lord, we lift up the Ringer family, those dear friends of ours who are part of this community and part of our lives, who are brothers and sisters who are grieving today uh, and also rejoicing that Paul is with the Lord. And so we pray for their family, comfort and grace. And all those who grieve today, different situations and circumstances bring different feelings and emotions. And so Lord, we pray that in each situation, you would be a very present help in that situation. Lord, thank you again for my friends and for this community. We love you. We thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being on today. So I will be back. I won't be back on Facebook, Instagram until July 6th, Tuesday, after the 4th. 4th is on a Sunday, won't be on Monday, Tuesday, July 6th. And we'll start Colossians on July 6th. Um, I'm heading uh, tomorrow, as it were, to Denver for the Church of God convention. Uh, I may do a podcast or two from there, not sure. But if there's something that comes up, just want to share a little bit. I may um, uh, share on the podcast. So, uh, be sure to download the podcast and stay stay up with what's going on with that. Uh, but I won't be on uh, Facebook Live or Instagram Live. Uh, great time over the next week or so to catch up on maybe some of the stuff you've missed, some of the uh, readings. Uh, if you've missed any, they're all there on uh, on the uh, on Apple, on Spotify, on Google, anywhere you get podcasts, they're all there. Um, so you can go back and maybe catch up through Romans, Ephesians, Philippians, uh, even uh, re-listen to this one. So thank you for sharing it. Thank you for being a part of this community. You know, it's days like today when you know, when a, when a, someone that we we love has gone to be with the Lord. We uh, it actually makes us thankful for this community. At least it does me. It makes me thankful for this community that daily reminds each of us um, of what most what is most important, and that um, that whether we live or die, we do it all for the Lord, and uh, and in every each and every situation, then we can rejoice. Because for the believer, it only gets better.
God bless you today. Love you guys so much. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.